Hello and welcome to the D&D 420 podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping you become a better dungeon master. I'm your host, Eric M. Hunter, and I am a struggling game master trying to figure out how to tell a better story. Joining me shortly is Jimmy Shields. He is the creator of D&D 420 and an avid D&D fan with over 30 years of experience. In this episode, we do something just a little bit different. Uh, we head off to the what is considered the front page of the internet. That is reddit.com and on over to the subreddit DND for their weekly questions for players and dungeon masters. We take the top rated uh, at the time of this recording and we let our grand tormentor, Mr. Jimmy Shields, give us the answers we so long for. All right, Jim, so I went out to Reddit. Do you know what Reddit is? Uh, I know it's a place where you read things. It's That's exactly right. It's misspelled, um, but it's considered the front page of the internet. Uh-huh. Can you believe that? Uh, no, I can't believe that. Because I thought the front page of the internet was dnd420.com. Please check it out. We have a Discord and a Facebook page. Anyway. Uh, I see what you Anyway. Anyway. So, that's yeah, it's, it's been a minute, but I still I still got the juice. Okay? That's cause for... There it is. So, uh, it, Reddit has a bunch of subreddits, which um, categorized, categorizes down to things that you enjoy. And lo and behold, there is a D&D subreddit and within the subreddit subreddit correct and within the subreddit there are a weekly question thread um that people dms or players are allowed to ask questions and then get a slew of response oh man that is a very loose term when it comes to reddit usually it's a you have one chance to ask a good question if the question is not good, you get what's called downvoted, and then all of the response after that are usually like racial slurs or pedophilia or you know slams against your mom, things like that. You know? Oh, so it's so like the it monitors, you know, who's allowed to ask questions. So you can't sorta. be a real dumbass on there. Right. You have what's you. called. All right. So we're getting to the nitty gritty of what Reddit is, but you have what's called karma. And the karma dictates how popular and how smart you are. So the more karma, the better. Just like real life. Just like China. Or real life. (laughs) You are correct. Just like Um, Black Mirror. I was going to say, everybody saw that Black Mirror episode. It still terrifies me just thinking about it. So anyway, we we took a bunch of these dumbasses and we're going to grab their questions. And by God, we're going to answer them because we are so much smarter than the people on the internet. Are you ready? (laughs) The Grand Tormentor. Uh, you can call me Jimmy St. James. All right, I'm going to call. That's right. All right, Jim. So That'll this work. comes from the this comes from user D Wing P. D Wing P. Okay. D Winky. Uh, D Winky. Yeah. With the tattoos introduced, and Tasha's cauldron continue to function on a wild shape druid. My initial thoughts is the tattoos could function. Raw seems to indicate the druid could choose to maintain the tattoos since it says animal forms are capable of bearing and using any equipment the form is capable of wearing and an animal can be tattooed. Also, the idea of a tattooed shifter that maintains its markings in an animal form is pretty common fantasy trope. 
All right, so I'm gonna. I think we should take this one backwards. Okay. So we're gonna start at the bottom. All right. Saying I got, that I got a, lots of thought. So this guy asked a question and then answered it. Um, sort of. So one, we don't know. This is a guy or gal. D-winged, I'm sorry. Dwinged P could be anybody. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, no, this, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, so this, the douchebag says. No, we shouldn't call douche, him douchebag. Douchebag. I don't know what. All do, right, it's do, fine. Do we get the answers um, too? Well, so here's the thing. So I got they. They say that an animal form that maintains their tattooed after shifting is pretty common in fantasy trope. Is and, it? You know. Well, so that's the thing. Is it? I, I, the only thing that I can think of off the top of my head that transitions from somebody who shifts are like scars, not tattoos. So like if somebody's got a wicked scar down their face, I, re, I can, you know, remember them shifting into human form, and they still have that nasty okay, scar. Sure, yeah. Here's what I'm. Here's my response to it. To what this common trope thing. I don't know that it is. Dwing, dwinky. Dwing, dwingy. I don't know. Um, I don't know that it is a common trope, but that I'm not. A, I don't watch the common stuff. I don't watch the same stuff as everybody else. I don't watch a lot sure. of TV, and I've never read any books that have. A shifter who has tattoos that remain on an animal animal in the book, and I have read lots and lots of D and D books and fantasy novels, um, but I but I don't know. I've never come across it. So okay, we're gonna get to the next part because let's let's really keep dissecting this question here. Oh yeah, we're gonna throw. This there's a lot part. going okay. on. There's a lot going on. Um. So let's step back to the first question and okay. they talk about Tasha's cauldron Tasha's cauldron I love it can and you give us a quick 30 seconds of what Tasha's cauldron is Tasha's cauldron is the newest in the book of options kind of like the new Xanathar's guide to everything this is Tasha's cauldron of everything this is basically more stuff that could be in your player's handbook and DM's guide optionally if you want it to be um, new spells, okay, so it's just more beats. added stuff. Yeah, the you. tattoos are in the magic items section, which is part of the key to this, to the question okay, that's being asked. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Because <laughs> that's exactly, that was my next point, was the tattoos are considered a magical item, right? They are. You get them, and it's a needle that you hold to your skin. You say an incantation, and then it becomes, the needle disappears, and you have a tattoo. and it, it, So that's part of your attunement. If you ever unattune to the tattoo, it turns back into the needle within your immediate vicinity, occupying your space. So right. um, the, the, the key to this question is, can they? Well, you know, I agree with the, the, uh, the question asker here that, yes, indeed, you can wear things like if you could wear a ring and you shift. Oh, gosh, sorry. If you can wear a ring and you can shift into something that can wear a ring or a necklace, you can continue to have that thing. You can choose for a ring that gives you a static effect of, you know, let's say resistance to fire. You can choose to have that still on your person. However, you turn into an otter, you cannot have that ring. So you have to absorb it or drop it. You get your choice as a shifter. Um, right. So that, but the, the further goes on to say that you cannot activate activate spell effects. Let's say, for instance, if you cast um, call lightning, then you turn into an otter. You cannot direct lightning bolts, so you cannot activate these things. So, 
So I would say yes. If there's a static effect, sure. Why not? Um, I don't see any reason why animals can't have tattoos unless they don't have skin. Aha! If you yeah. shift into something that does not have skin, I would say no. Just like if you shift into something that doesn't have fingers, you can't wear a ring. Or if it doesn't have a head, you can't wear a necklace. If it doesn't have feet, you can't wear boots. Right. No, pretty simple. Which I don't know if there is anything you could shift into that could wear boots. But anyway, that was a stupid. One. I'm but not- yeah, it's, no, I I think I think you're I think you're on the right path. Like I feel like it's um, something like this. It's like, does it sound complicated? Yes. But let's go back to basics. Like, what is it? So it's a magical item. Okay. Well, that that has a template. Like it's you follow these. What a you know what a magical item means. It stands for like all the other magical items. Like it's not necessarily a new thing. Yeah, you, know you treat I mean? this just like anything else. I would personally, I would, I would say yes, user, and if and if you want to rule a cool some things, be very careful because some of these tattoos are pretty powerful, and I can honestly foresee more tattoos coming in the future. So watch how you rule this. But yeah, there's no reason a static effect wouldn't work. However, some of these things that are really super cool says as a bonus action you can activate this, or as an action you can cast a spell. I would say no on that because clearly says that you cannot activate things such as call lightning you cannot do that so the tentacles one that's really cool like if i use a bonus action i make tentacles jump out of my tattoo and grab you i can't do that because that's kind of like activating call lightning right so i agree i think i think that um use your best judgment just like anything else for a shifter silly shifters all right the next question comes in from uh, user's name's Ron Dunkley. All right, Ron. Ron Dunkley. Well, they I, can, say, I can say Ron. I'll, I'll say that one, right? Just say Ron. That's fine. Ron. Uh, my players are about to have their first encounter with a manipulative villain that's been tracking for many sessions. They've entered the caverns and tunnels of the Upper Dark, which it's uh, kind of a cool name. Uh, to find him and are about to enter the chamber where he is located. He's known that they're coming and is dastardly enough to have taken hostages, specifically innocent people that they found on the surface while they were pursuing him. I had this idea that they would hide in the shadows and cast seeming on the players and hostages and make them look the same, then bait them into attacking each other and or the disguised hostages. I'm struggling to figure out how this would play out logistically and mechanically, <laughs> though. I mean, is there anything that's practically predictable uh, that I should prepare for with this idea or would it work uh, fine as is? Um, so, <laughs> so, so we got a lot, we got a lot of backstory. Um, yeah. Yeah. A lot. Can, of okay. So, backstory, yeah. yeah. So Are all the questions um, the first, like this, <laughs> Uh, you know, these okay, are the yeah, most go yeah, yeah, okay, All right, go so ahead. let's start with the, so let's start with the I don't basics. Know how that uh, got to be the most popular, but sure. Yeah, no shit. Um, can you describe what seeming is? Uh, seeming is a really cool um, fifth level illusion spell, and what you can do is anybody within thirty feet of you, you can make them look however you like within certain parameters, such as. I was gonna say, is there a saving throw? No. <gasps> yeah, but you can no. So everyone looks that way, but you can you can overcome seeing it just like an illusion uh, with an intelligence based investigation check. Oh, okay. 
against the spell save DC. So when you try to you know, disbelieve it, um, which of course, if everyone looks the same like this guy's talking about, the first thing you're going to do is disbelieve it. Um, so everyone's okay, going to get thank an you. So check. right. So because he asks, like he he wants the players and the hostages, he wants them to like attack each other while the villain is kind of like in the corner laughing. And that was my first thought too, was like, okay, if I walk into a room with a bunch of me, the last thing I'm going to do is hit me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know that this is a way to get people to attack one another. Now, if you were to cast seeming on you and all of your hostages and couple that say with a darkness spell and have you and all your hostages look exactly the same, and you attack the the bat, you know the the characters at a distance with something I don't know, maybe a cantrip. I don't even know. Um, and then you cast darkness. I would say use a cantrip so that you may cast darkness. Hopefully, you can get that good old double spell effect going somehow. I don't know. Um, however, so so I mean. I don't know that I would fall for it, you know, and I don't know. As a player, you mean? You don't think that? As a player, I wouldn't fall for it. And as a character, I get a chance to save, you know, the investigation check. Um, Unless everyone fails, then people are going to know who everyone is. So let me ask you that question. So when, let's say as a, as a character, you come into this room and everybody looks like you. Are you immediately whoa um, whoa whoa asked? whoa? That's immediately you, what I do. Okay, so right, ex- yeah, exactly. So like, are are you as a DM? Let's switch to the DM position now. Are you like okay? Well, you have to do an investigation role. Like, are you immediately prompted, or as a player, you have to ask for an investigation role? This is y- pretty does the question obvious. make sense? Yeah, this is pretty okay. obvious. If everyone looks the same, it's pretty obvious. You're gonna, everyone's gonna ask. You don't even need to ask them. Everyone's going to ask because I want to see through this illusion. This is clearly an illusion. If we all look the same, so I would say it'd be better if maybe if you reverse that and you make it seem so that like everybody in the room looks like the bad guy or looks like a good guy. It doesn't matter. And then the bad guy attacks and casts darkness. And then when the players dispel the darkness or whatever that is they decide to do, um, you then are moved. You've changed positions. You've done something. Everybody looks the same. So some of the players might not see who you are. So I can see, and I, I, I like seeming for that reason, but seeming is usually um, like ha- somebody's going to pass in a group of four or five or even six people. The more people right. you add, the more likely someone's going to pass. Uh, I think it's a cute, a cute idea, but I don't know how you trigger everybody to just start fighting each other. So, what about the NPCs? Would they like the hostages? They're gonna get a save too. Okay, so it's possible that a hostage, not only like your group, coming upon the situation and seeing everybody looking the same person you also have the advantage of the hostages saying omg what's happening here exactly yeah absolutely. and so even they could scream out and say you know don't hurt me don't hurt me i'm tired right because whatever the case may be yeah sure so it, there's always okay so the the it, it sounds like this this idea is a little bit flimsy um <laughs> I, just a little bit flimsy but oh, but but but, but i 
I think the idea is sound. So how would you how would you as a DM craft this situation? Not with seeming. Um, I would. I I don't know that I. I don't know that I would. I don't like the situation for my in a game that I would play. I don't like this situation because um, I don't want to lure a perfectly fine group into killing innocent people. Um, right. I don't know. I just I feel like this is a situation where it's not a group uh, coming across another group. This feels like a more of a one-on-one situation where you're trying to distract everybody within the group and then the villain would would cast seeming to make him look like somebody else and then try to influence the group does that you know what i'm saying like in which case you can just use change self or disguise self. Right. i mean um like I, that sounds more like a but, better idea yeah i don't know that i'm gonna be real honest here um it's been a long time. You just don't time. like the idea. I don't. I don't care for the idea. Man, it's not something I'm going to do in one of my games. Um, I'm glad I looked at seeming. I haven't thought about that spell in a really long time, um, and possibly other creative uses for it might be really fucking cool. But uh, I don't want to trick my people into killing women and children, or innocents, or whatever, or hostages. Um, my my games have. Uh, and I'm sorry, Ron. Uh, I don't. My games have a lot more believability to them, and I don't want to put my characters into this. It's not me versus my players. I'm not trying to trick them into doing something they might not want to do. I'm trying to defeat them in a fantasy game of Dungeons and Dragons, you know, right. or have them overcome what seem to be insurmountable odds and win victorious hero of the day. D and D is an action game at its core. Now, I say that, but then I'm currently running the slowest freaking murder mystery on Twitch <laughs> that you've ever seen. But uh, right. But I, if I'm gonna trick my players, I don't need spells like seeming to do it. Yeah, it just. I mean, even from a story standpoint, it's it seems kind of. This was one that was like up lock. Like a lot of people were like, yeah, man. Yeah, this was uh, a, well, no, this was just a very popular question to answer. Okay. Um, and a oh, lot of them. You know what happened? A lot of people jumped on board and said, oh, yeah. Well, no. So some of the, some of the answers were like, this seems um, kind of obtuse. It seems like you're trying to, um, it seems like you're trying to do, you're trying to achieve something that could be done better in a different situation. Um, the and, and and like I said before, like I kind of go back and I'm like I kind of like the idea of like everybody attacking everybody. But if you have innocent hostages, then they're obviously not going to attack, unless yeah. if you're on some sort of like rage blood spell or something. I mean, that here's doesn't the deal. give you consciousness. Why would I want to fight these zero level people? Or are right, they you're tear other right through heroes? Yeah. You know, um, and. I mean, there's just, A, there's not a lot of information here. It would be a lot sure. cooler, I think, if there were some enemies that were being held hostage in the first place. You know, two enemies that didn't like each other, but we don't like either one of them. And one has the other held hostage, and then everybody looks the same. That's a lot more interesting already. However, yeah. again, I don't know if I'd use seeming for that. It's a waste of a spell slot when I could do it with a first-level spell or... 
or a second level spell or something. Or I can just do it with scene setting and role play. Yeah, it just sounds like the 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 encounter needs to be rewritten. Like there's oh, something whatever the end whatever end result you're looking for, there's I a better say, way to get there. I don't want to play in that guy's game. That's all. No, we're here to help, Jim. We don't want to ah. discourage them from playing. We're here to help. Okay, strike you. That, then. All right. No, no, we're <laughs> keeping it. All right. Uh, one last question. This one comes from Asabasa. Asabasa one. Asabasa. We're gonna call him Ron two. Ron two. I run several regular games. I'm really struggling with run group because they don't want to do anything unless prompted. And this is why I picked this question because this is something we've talked about before, but it was a long time ago. Okay. So we've group, played a lot of games since then. So I'm looking for, I'm, I'm sure you have better, more refined suggestions. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, so here so we go. The guy plays um, a lot of D and D and one group he's having problems with. So about 10 times an hour, four hour sessions, uh, there is a long pause that I end up having to break by asking what do they want to do next? I've mentioned it several times. Uh, that I hate having to constantly do that, but it has never gotten better. I've tried not saying anything, but they just assume my mic dropped in ping chat to let me know. What? Uh, this is a vi- Oh, they're playing via Discord. So, if, do you have any sure. tips? Yeah. Which actually, I got a lot to say about this. this let's is, hear some. Let's hear them tips, bro. I think this is the best question. I like the tattoo question a lot too. Tattoo um, question is pretty good. I, yeah, yeah. Um, so here's the thing. Like, if you don't like the style of D&D the group's playing, then why are you guys even in the game? Because you just said you hate it. And there are plenty of groups who get led by the nose by their DM and play a very board game style game. And you may say, I hate that. I hate having to, well, don't play a board game then. Maybe these people, maybe you should hash it out with these guys. Maybe they're not having fun in your game. Maybe your game is boring to them because you're not giving them anything exciting. And that's all opinion. You may be the best DM in the world to a hundred other players, but to these four or five people, they're not having a great time or they'd be talking. you got to spark that as the DM. You've got to create that situation that's interesting. And if you want it to be role-playing and you want it to be sandboxy, you need to spark those fires. That's on you as a DM. However, if it's just a style discrepancy where these people don't do a lot of role playing i'd have to know the group to really give the right answer so we'll give several um it's a style group that doesn't do a whole lot of role playing and maybe they're newer players or maybe they're more used to playing um like the tomb of annihilation board game or assault of the giant haven or, or something. Gloomhaven of, of all yeah. things yeah or even the old school one what was that called uh descent Maybe, mm. I mean, maybe, maybe those are really cool games, not my speed and I'd hate to have to run them, but maybe that's more of what they're looking for where you set a scene here. You are. Okay. I've got all your backstories and you're in this city. And then all of a sudden these things happen encounter. And then you just jump into it. And some people really love that. And there's nothing wrong with that style of play. Again, is it a game I want to be in? Not especially. That's not what I, how I have fun. And it sounds like the DM, it's not how he has fun either. So I think that the game, the DM needs some self-reflection and maybe some time speaking with the players out of game 
about what kind of game they want to play and what where the disconnect is because there's definitely a disconnect between this DM and his players. And it's you could be a great DM, but you're not a great DM for everyone. I'm not the DM for everyone. You know, I'm there's I got my group of players and sometimes when I bring new players into my group, they say you suck. And I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> Like, I don't know where I went wrong. I've done the things no. that Eric told me was so much fun and Tommy said was great. It's not. It's terrible. It's, it's trash, baby. When we're on the so, air. no, I agree 100%. And I feel like the line that he he, he left of, I, I didn't say, I don't say anything. Like, okay. And I understand that it's an online game, so that makes it even more difficult because um, keeping players engaged, especially if you can't see them, um, which it sounds like they can't. That is more difficult. That, yeah, that's a ve- it's, it makes it a very difficult situation. So if you're playing with people, as you're saying, who are already kind of um, absent-mindedly playing by the edge, and they're just reacting to what you do uh, and put in front of them, then and this goes back to something that we do here at D and D four twenty, which is the like, kind of like the after show of the game, where the players get together and they just talk about what happened during the game, the things that they liked, the things that they didn't like, and not only does it keep those players involved and engaged in the game that they're playing, it keeps it top of mind, especially if you're only playing like once a week or once every other week or something like that. It's super easy to forget things that have happened mm-hmm. and people that you've come across. Yeah. Um, but it also gives the DM a chance to you know get a, a to gauge what how the players are feeling about the game um we've had um episodes in the past where we talked about doing one-offs with a single player who seems to kind of be out of the game or kind of not being as engaged as you assume that they should be to kind of get them back um yeah, if you've got on one, top yeah one player who's just not like feeling it definitely throw them a bone yeah definitely. but if but if this DM is saying that the entire group is this way, then in my opinion, it's only one of two outcomes. Well, Either th- this the- is just the group of players you're playing with, and that's just how they are, or the game needs to be better. Or, and, and here's, yeah, the game needs to be better, and that's not saying you're not that you're a bad DM. It's saying that you're not presenting something that this group is engaging with. And now, right. is this? I would ask this DM, is this your first time playing on Discord? are you using a virtual tabletop? Right. Because then, then it starts to open up the real answer because what if they're not using a virtual tabletop? It says nothing about that. Are you on Roll20? It just says Discord. Are you just showing maps on Discord? Are you show, like I don't know how one just simply plays on Discord. I know that there are bots you can get that will roll dice. Like roll you. dice and stuff, yeah. Yeah, and maybe, maybe there are other bots too that do cool things that I don't even know about. But... Um, if you're just playing voice D and D, you really got to be more engaging. You really yeah. have to create excitement, and you and like if you're used to playing on a map, on a table, or if you're used to playing, like you said, face to face, that's a different dynamic than sitting staring at a blank screen or staring at you know a chat box that has a little bit of D and D talk in it and some die rolls. Yeah. Um, you really got to set those scenes. You really got to drive them home. You really got to put some buzzwords in there. Things that will not only be exciting for anyone to hear, but really exciting for these particular characters and or these particular players. Because everybody plays D&D differently. 
and there's no wrong way. Thanks for listening to this episode of the D&D 420 podcast. For everything D&D 420 related, check out dnd420.com. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us there on the website and on YouTube at D&D 420. Lastly, as always, if you'd like to support the show, you can do that by telling another DM about the show and by visiting us on Apple Podcasts and leaving a rating and review. Thanks for subscribing and being a part of our work here at D&D 420. We will see you next week.